our culture flips all these truths that are in the Bible. So I know Jesus is the one that flips culture, but also culture flips what's in the Bible. And it's like, you know, they say, get what you deserve when I read the Bible. And I go, oh, I don't want what I deserve. Yeah. Yet I read culture and it says, yeah, I do deserve really good things. Yeah, I really do deserve an easy life. Yeah, I really do deserve everything that makes me happy. I really, it's just so funny how they're so yeah. opposite. Yet, even as I've followed Jesus... I still live like I don't. And that's the discouraging part and why I even stumbled at the beginning to mm-hmm. go, oh, man, I don't want that. I wish that following Jesus just limited that. But the more, again, I follow Jesus, I realize even my failures in this, in my selfishness, even he's so kind because he leads, lets that even lead me back to Jesus because then I'm led back to the cross. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sitting with our guest speaker, Megan Marshman. Megan, thanks so much for joining us again, not just preaching on the weekend, but doing the podcast with us. Uh, So grateful to have you. And this weekend, you were talking about Jesus. We said, hey, come to Sun Valley. Yes. Here's the topic we have for you. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, a real specific, can you just talk about Jesus, which is yes. the foundation of our entire faith. So no pressure. Uh, yeah. So so talk <laughs> us a little bit through uh, kind yeah. of what your journey's been uh, here. And then I have a couple que- questions yeah. I'm going to ask you. No, I was excited because I love them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was a good start to talk You're like, about all right, I like this love. topic. Well, yeah. I mean, it's easy for us to talk about our kids mm-hmm. because we love our kids. It's easy for us to talk about people that we love. So the weird part was, though, um, because it's Jesus, there was more to talk about than I felt like I could even tackle. Yeah. So do you talk about Jesus in the Gospels, right? You tell the miracle stories, or do you talk about something grander? Because especially in light of the series being on the Trinity, saying, what is his relationship with the Father? What's his relationship with the Spirit? What's his... When did he, he? I know he didn't begin. There was no beginning, but did, did is it just when it gets named Jesus? Is there? And so mm-hmm. it was exciting to say to not keep it narrow, but to allow us to allow our minds to expand because the hope would be that we'd fall more in love with who Jesus is, not just our version of Jesus that we uh, can comfortably like. Yeah. So you didn't zoom in on three decades of life in the Gospels. You zoomed way out theologically yeah. to go, okay, he's always existed. Yep. Uh, and he still exists, still alive today. Yeah. He's eternal where we all we all get to experience eternity somewhere, but our eternity is on the tail end of our timeline, yes. not at the beginning. Yes. So we weren't eternally existing into the past. We had a start date. We had a beginning, uh, yet God's created us with eternal souls yeah. uh, to be with them. And so you're talking about Jesus is different because mm-hmm. uh, Jesus is God who took on flesh and so he had a beginning yeah. in our eyes from our perspective on yep. this earth, uh, but he existed even before that. And I so, like this. I can just talk for like three or four minutes about whatever I want, and then you're going to simplify it and <laughs> make it easy to digest and even organize. I appreciate that. Yeah, so. I might even actually overcomplicate it. That does happen sometimes. Does too. it? So okay, let, let's get real personal here for a second okay. with this whole idea, because it's easy to go, okay, theological, <laughs> what does all this mean? Yeah. Um, one of the questions I like to ask people, especially somebody who's been following Jesus for a long time, because uh, when it comes to their story, they'll go, I don't know if I really have this real impactful testimony. I, I met Jesus, you know, young and kind of followed him early on. Uh, I like to ask this question, where would your life be? And, and you can pause and think about this for a moment. Where would your life be today if you never knew Jesus? Yeah. Um, which is a scary thought, uh, but it's an enlightening thought to go, okay, who would I be? Where would I be? If you could imagine 
Because uh, in many ways, that is your testimony mm-hmm. of how Jesus has changed your life. Yeah. And so how, how would you describe wow. where you think you would be had you never met Jesus? It's a great question. Well, thanks. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> the f- I would think, I think I'm surprised now that I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> I wish, sorry, I can't even. <clears throat> it's a big question. It is. No, it's a very big question. Because what I'm realizing is my answer has still been my reality, which is a bummer. Okay. So as I'm going to go speak about it, I'm going, ooh, but that's actually been my present struggle. So mm-hmm. why is it still present struggle, though I know Jesus intimately? So that's what my mind's going to. But here's what I know. I know that I would be very selfish and f- self-focused because our culture applauds it. Yeah. And our culture um, feeds it. Explain social, that. Yeah, yeah. Our social media feed. I mean, it's kind of like the phrase, like, grass is always greener on the other side. W- mm-hmm. What side? The side that's been watered, the side that's been fed. Cows grow when they're fed. Whatever is in us grows when it's fed. So if I post something on social media that is compelling, that's focused on me, and then people feed me attention, mm-hmm. likes, they mm-hmm. like it, they comment on it. I get notified that I was noticed. Yeah. It feeds a focus on myself. Yeah. It feeds that. And so I think our culture is set up in such a way that it's feeding a self-focus and it's become so normal. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, what's shocking is I wish I could say, oh, if I never knew Jesus, you know, I would be selfish. But because I know Jesus, I'm not. And that's the bummer of my mm-hmm. answer is going, oh, man, that still creeps in. Yeah. And I think I've bought the lie that is a really big lie that it's okay for life to be all about you. Mm-hmm. And it's the best version of you you deserve. You know, our culture flips all these truths are in the Bible. So I know Jesus is the one that flips culture, but also culture flips what's in the Bible. And it's like, you know, they say, get what you deserve when I read the Bible. And I go, oh, I don't want what I deserve. Yeah. Yet I read culture and it says, yeah, I do deserve really good things. Yeah, I really do deserve an easy life. Yeah, I really do deserve everything that makes me happy. I really, it's just so funny how they're so yeah. opposite. Yet, even as I've followed Jesus... I still live like I don't. And that's the discouraging part and why I even stumbled at the beginning to mm-hmm. go, oh, man, I don't want that. I wish that following Jesus just limited that. But the more, again, I follow Jesus, I realize even my failures in this, in my selfishness, even he's so kind because he leads, lets that even lead me back to Jesus because then I'm led back to the cross. I, I would say, too, as, you're, as I'm hearing you talk, the fact that you have an awareness of that and and even a disdain for it, I, I don't think I would have that if it weren't for Jesus. Like not again. There's no like okay, yeah, you're you got this all figured out. You're never self centered. But the fact that you're even aware of like oh, this feeds something that's unhealthy. Yeah, uh, that that you have something to compare what is happening culturally to, and go well, that doesn't line up with yeah what Jesus teaches. And again, your your point of flipping everything upside down or right side up, depending on how you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so yeah, and it, the social media thing. Let's just talk about that here for just a moment. Great. Since you brought it up. Mm -hmm. What a fascinating, terrifying time in history we live. Yeah. And we're just starting to discover what are the effects of social media. Yeah. They're just starting to scratch the surface with studies and and the bottom line. And it's it's what we all know the findings would be. It's really unhealthy. Turns out we're not wired in such a way to handle that kind of, I can have influence with thousands of people and in a post, in a moment, 
have all these likes, thumbs up, you know, the, what that does to our psychology and our self-image and all of that good and bad. And, um, what, what are your thoughts on social media? Because obviously you have a social media presence uh, and, and you use that in good ways to influence people. Uh, but there's a dark side to all of that. Absolutely. What, what are your thoughts on social media and what advice would you give to somebody when it comes to social media? And then I'm going to go even further as a parent. Yeah. What do you want for your kids when it comes to social media? <laughs> well, it's like a hot seat right here. Yeah. Is that what that is? No. <laughs> no I, I, the thing I've said, and I'm laughing because I haven't looked at my social media today to know how I'm about to answer this one, it says, but it communicates a lot, your past six photos. Mm. You're like, right when you scroll down, mm-hmm. that communicates what you think about. Mm-hmm. So let's see mine. All right. It's Moment little, of truth right here. This is a little here. vulnerable. Might have to add a few before the podcast comes out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see you got. Which I follow you on social media and it's a lot of, it's a lot of your kids. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. My son, a post about my husband, my son. His other son, my son, and a baptism. Man, let's right. keep it. I'm not <laughs> adding any. Uh, it is true. It's the things that you love. And mm-hmm. I think in a selfie culture, it's this weird thing, right? We've learned. I, I've tried not to put that because I I could see like what would happen if people would comment back. It would feed this mm-hmm. version to look at myself. And I'm already doing that enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be encouraged to do it yeah. <laughs> more. Yeah. It's not evil. I just think we need to become self-aware because if you were to look, and I this might be conviction, my, I hope it's a healthy conviction and not a shaming conviction. But man, look at your most recent six pictures because it's likely communicating where your mind is, what yeah. you think about most. One of my favorite questions is, uh, what do you do with your time? And recent one that I've been asking is, because I don't like saying, what do you do? Because everyone's like, yeah, my job. Because it's not, no, what you do with your time, because that's where you're investing mm-hmm. your time. Single or um, People who don't work or stay-at-home parents love that question because they're yeah. like, great, I'm investing in my kids. You're like, yes. Yeah. But uh, the one I've been doing lately is, what are the three things that either, if I'm with like someone I know well, it's like that's captured your heart lately or your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's somebody I don't know well, it just goes like, what do you think about the most? What are like the top three things you think about? It's very insightful Yeah. how people answer it. Yeah. So what do you think about? The top three things the most. Oh, and man. let's look at your profile as you All right. That. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna reveal this is a very like worldly side of me. So I'm I'm just gonna preface Please. it right now. Yep. Right now it's in Arizona, we're starting the change of the seasons. And we have two seasons in Arizona. We have really, really hot and then we have gorgeous for like eight months out of the year. Yeah. So we're transitioning into the gorgeous season. And with that, you gotta you gotta plant winter grass, which is a big deal That's for me thing? because I live next door to my brother. And he and I, my entire life, have competed with each other. And so I'm, right now I'm thinking a lot about my yard going, okay, I got to get this. Winter grass. I got to get the winter grass. I got to have it in first. It's got to be better than his yard. The whole grass mm. is greener on the other yeah, side. Comparison. I live with that yeah, struggle yeah. every single day living next door to my brother. Who usually wins? Uh, last year I won. Uh, this year I think I'm, I'm going to have a head start. He started a week late because he's uh, really busy at work and I took advantage <laughs> of it. Poor guy. And uh, I actually stayed up. I got lights out, worked at night. Because uh, I was busy too, but I'm like, I'm going to work through the night and no. I'm going to get this yard ready. So, okay, so the yard. So that's one thing. Uh, yeah. My kids yeah. uh, right now they're on they're on break, and so just okay, what are they doing with their time? And uh, I've been convicted about how much time they spend on screens and yeah. all of that, and so trying to help them find other avenues, yes, uh, than just that. Um, and then uh, and then my wife and I, uh, she works full time, and so we've had to figure out our rhythm, and so we're constantly going looking at the calendar. How are we going to connect? What's going to be our next date? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's on my mind. Uh, and then, yes, for three, I'm, I'm going to give one more. You got um, the grass, the kids, and grass schedule. The kids. That could yep. work, but you could do another one. And then uh, and then right now, we're we're kind of rebuilding all of our next gen. 
at Sun Valley. And so I oversee that. And so I'm constantly thinking about, okay, where are we at culture-wise? How's the health of our staff? How's everybody feeling? Yeah. Uh, the emotion side of that. And uh, and then where are we going? How do we get there as a team? And yeah. uh, and do it in a way where people are are loving the journey. Yeah. Not just the destination, but the, the journey. And so that that's on my mind constantly. Well, you got your churches two out of your six. That's oh, neat. Oh, man. You are you looking at my social media right now? I am, yeah. I didn't give permission for this. All right, what are yeah, so what are my got, last posts? You got a kid, then you got lots of kids, then you got the church. Okay, and then I think can you tell us about that guy. Okay, yeah. So that's that's Jeff. That's one of our uh, devotional speakers. He passed away unexpectedly uh, this year, and so um, that was right before I think his uh, his memorial service that, yeah. that we did for him as a as a church. Great guy. You got two uh, of him. Yeah, and yeah. He's significant and. Your church is significant. Yep. Not beautiful. So you who is driving, don't pull out your phone. (laughs) But I am curious, and I wonder if you can, whoever is listening, can thoughtfully consider maybe even moving forward to do it well. Yeah. What what are your thoughts for your kids when it comes to social media? Because they're going to come to a point where they're going, hey, mom. Yep. My friends have a phone. They have access to all of this. Uh, what what do you see in the future for your kids when yep. it comes to social media? And- yep, no phones in the room, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Number two, the cell phone contract by, I was going to look it up, but what is her name? <clears throat> she is at a Fuller and her name. Kara Powell. That's it. Yes. Have you seen this, the contract? No. It's brilliant. It's things like, this is my, you know, the parents writing it, the contract. It's like, I own this phone. I will know the passwords. I will do this. Yep. Um, and then this is my favorite part. It talks about, well, it does specific things like, you will not use this phone to take a picture, and it gets very specific. Mm-hmm. And and the what I love about that is it's a parent actually having that conversation because the kid, when that temptation arises in our culture potentially, they will remember that conversation. Yeah. And if not, it's a different conversation if they have failure yep. versus we talked about this. This is what we want. It's kind of like what God does with creation. Mm-hmm. I'm right. He starts in the beginning. He goes, this is the ideal. Yeah. Let's talk through this. Let's show, let me show you what I intended. The story doesn't start with sin. And so I'd say, don't always start the conversation there either. Talk about what's intended. What's the point of a phone to communicate? Communication matters. Like mm-hmm. it has all these beautiful pictures. Then it does address like the sin issues that could come about. And then at the very end, it says, you f- will fail. You will, I will take this phone away and we will work together for your betterment for the rest of your life. And then both people sign it at the very end. It's like, yeah, so we're going to do that contract. If you haven't heard of it, Kara Powell, cell phone contract. You are welcome. (laughs) Parents. Yes. And if your kid already has a cell phone, it's not too late to get that contract. No, it's not too late. So those are two things I know already. I have a lot of friends that are, have kids that are older than me. So I'm asking a lot of advice and learning a lot. Like I have a, I have some really creative friends who, for instance, talk about texting culture. So I want to say it was like three or four days, her and her teenage son who just got the phone decided they would only communicate through text for three days uh-huh. for fun. So they yeah. that was the whole point. And then at the end of three days, this mom is actually really creative. They got to the end of three days and said, let's communicate. Why was that difficult? And then the son's giving the answers that she yes. wishes she could tell him. And that's a key. I mean, that's a key with teaching. That's a key with like teaching yeah. kids is ask good questions where they discover the answers. Because yep. if they simply hear you, they can either agree with you. If they do, if they say it, they'll remember it. If they discover it, they'll own it. And they're only going to act on what they own, not necessarily what they agree with. So if you want them to act, let them discover it. Oh, hang on. Th- hang yeah. on. You rattled through that. That was absolutely brilliant. Okay. Repeat that again slowly. Yes. If I, standing on a stage, so this is, I love doing like seminars Mm -hmm. a lot because you have the opportunity for people to speak. So have you ever sat in a class and then the teacher speaks and then you raise your hand, you say something. 
when you say that's something, I'll go over the quote, don't worry. When you say that's something, you will spend the rest of the time either critiquing it or being very proud of what you just said, right? Yeah. Okay, so if I say something, you might understand it. Hopefully you do. If you say something, you'll remember it, just like the class. If you discover it, you own it, and you will only act on what you own, not necessarily what you agree with. Mm -hmm. And that is true for all of us in all contexts. And so even that's why you can't just come to church on Sunday. You have to be in environments where you are communicating truth, where you are discovering truth in community. It all matters. We have uh, at our house on, on Tuesdays, we have a group of young adults, and we're going through Alpha uh, oh. With them, and it's all questions. There's no yes. answers. I don't give an answer to anything. Yes, it's all questions. <gasps> and there's something about that moment when somebody says something out loud. Yes. Now they can investigate. Now they can inspect it and go, "Do I really believe what I just said?" Yes. And and so and they they kind of look at it, but until you've actually articulated it, you don't even know what's in your mind. We just kind of operate on all of these assumptions. Yes. And and we just each day we have these filters that exist to begin to speak and to answer those questions. Now you have to go, is this actually a good filter? Yes. Is what I'm saying, do I actually believe what I'm saying right now? And it's been fascinating to see how God will work through that in the life of the individual. And I never said a word. Yeah. I never taught them anything. I just asked questions. And so I think with parenting, there's a lot of that that translates. Yes. Oh, and, and full circle to our conversation, right? Because Jesus, the one who knew the answer to every single question that could ever be asked, never really gave the answer. Of the 184 questions he received, he only answered three directly. Yeah. It's like so alpha. I love now, alpha. Now, why, why do you just have that I just memorized? have random okay. things. Okay, so he asked 307, was asked 184, and only answered three directly. So the guy, I, this is my like go-to if mm-hmm. someone's like, I can't share my faith because I don't know the answers. I go, oh, great, because the one who did never gave them. Yeah. Never gave them. He's a rabbi of rabbis. Yeah, He's, and so, yeah, yeah, I think we could all learn a lesson. I think we're all trying to convince others or do things or live well or have all the answers or all this. And it's going, if we want to be more Christ-like, ask more questions. So at the end, I, this is actually something I wish I could have said in the sermon. If you want to look more like Jesus, ask more questions. That's it. Yeah. Ask more questions. Walk into environments. I just had this conversation with my in-laws about someone we noticed who was struggling to make friends. And I said, oh, I wish we could give her the tool of Christ that Mm -hmm. just goes, make a friend before you're waiting to get one. Mm -hmm. Just be the friend. It's like what Jesus' words are. I think it's in the Sermon on the Mount where he's like, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Literally, what do you want someone to do to you today? Do you, you, would it be great if someone dropped off a coffee? Absolutely. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Drop one off. Mm-hmm. Do you want someone to be a good friend to you? Great. Go be a good friend today. Yeah. That, that Jesus's words are so, he's the rabbi of rabbis. Mind blowing. So if you want to look more like Jesus, ask more questions. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you know what the three questions that he I answered do, I were? I have them written down somewhere. I don't okay. have it off the top okay, of my head. Not off the top of your no, head. No, but I can do a lot more numbers. I like yeah. numbers. All right. That's fascinating. Yeah. All right. So back to Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus, to your point, he was mm-hmm. a question asker. And I, I do think... Today, so at the time, Jesus washes his disciples' feet, right? There's that moment right before mm-hmm. he's going to go to the cross. And he, yeah. he says, hey, I'm, I'm setting an example for you to follow. And you'll be blessed if you do this. He washes his disciples' feet and, um, and, and serves them in that way. Well, today, there's not a whole lot of dirty feet need washing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, it worked in that context in that time. And there's dusty roads and yada, yada. And that was just part of the culture of, you know, yeah. servant washing the feet. And uh, here we are. I think today, the modern day washing feet is listening. Mm-hmm. It is asking questions. And to the point of social media, we're in a world that just says, look at me, look at me, look at me. And we're all speaking out into this vast void of social media, wanting to be heard desperately. Yeah. And and for followers of Jesus to take 
a lead from his example to, to go, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to be the one who doesn't just speak all the time. I'm going to be one who listens and I'm going to ask questions and be genuinely interested in yeah. what they have to say on the other side. I think that's how we wash feet today is by asking good questions. Yes. Um, you, you were mentioning, Hey, what are you, what are you doing with your time? I talked to this guy and he's in, in sales and they, they coached him on, Hey, here's, it's the form method. Here's, here's the four categories. Talk about family. Okay. What do tell me about your family, whatever, like you said earlier, you talk about your kids all day long. Yeah. Uh, Talk about, you know, tell me about your family, uh, occupation. All right. So what do you do? And, you know, strike up conversation, recreation. That's the R. Yeah. What, what do you do for fun? What do you enjoy doing? And then M is, is motivation. Like, what is it that drives you? What is it that you're excited like that. about? And and so he's like, he gave this formula. I'm like, I'm stealing that. Yeah, you should. That's and just then a great on podcast and yeah. then not quote him. Oh, wait, you did. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> well, I, I didn't say his name, but if you're listening, thank you. Uh, anyhow, but it's just, <laughs> those are, those are just great categories. <laughs> that was a good moment. <laughs> That's my acknowledgement. Uh, you out there. Thank yeah, you. Wherever you are. Um, but I, I do think that that's an opportunity that's yes. so simple. So simple. And it almost doesn't sound spiritual. No. Yeah. Uh, but but it, it is so loving. And if God is love every time that we do love, mm-hmm. which I feel so loved by, I feel so loved by two things. One, people who ask thoughtful questions that care. And then number two, people that follow up with the answers I do give. Mm-hmm. That is like, speaks love. And God is love. So speaks Lord. That's the difference between hearing and listening, right? That they mm-hmm. follow up, that they actually took it to heart and they yeah. went, oh, Oh, yeah. I'm going to do something with that. Yeah. Yeah. For, go. All right. You you were loading like you're about to say something. I was going to say something really profound, but go do ahead. It. No, no, you go ahead. You, you thought of the three? No, you go okay. ahead. Okay. No, no, you go. <laughs> okay. I'll say this. A word on listening. My favorite definition of listening, although it's not a definition at all. <clears throat> Just a quote. Listening is not waiting for your turn to talk. Mm-hmm. That's key. Because typically you're saying, it's ironic that I was just about to interrupt you. <laughs> with this thought. With what I was going to say, which was a quote that said that listening is not waiting for your turn to talk. The irony yeah. here is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's noticeable. <laughs> but I, when I learned that, <clears throat> then I would sit with people at lunch differently because I'm no longer going, ooh, I got something. Mm-hmm. Hurry. In my mind. Don't say it, of course. I do this with my face. Yeah. <laughs> and I. I'm not listening right. And then yeah. I think of the second thing, and then you're spending the rest of the time trying to remember the first thing, not listening. Listening is learning how to love. And that's where God comes in with mm-hmm. the follow-up and the difference between listening and hearing. I did hear you. That's so great. But I wanted to listen. I was so, so busy listening. I forgot what I was going to ask you no, a second so ago. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I'm just learning right here, <laughs> live on the podcast as it's happening. All right. So to bring it all back, mm-hmm. so we're we're talking about this triune God who's been in relationship mm-hmm. with himself, wrap your mind around that as best as you can for all of eternity, <laughs> yeah. giving and receiving love. And, and now he's invited us to do the same. This is not just a, hey, we should be good at listening and we should ask good questions. This is part of how we enter into this dance yeah. that, that God has is, is invited us into. Um, and, and the reason we're invited in is because of Jesus, is because of his sacrifice, is because of what he accomplished in obedience to the Father, by the power of the Spirit, resurrection, new life, paid the penalty of death, all of that so that we can now experience what he's experienced for all eternity. And in this mutual self-giving love, giving and serving, and, and we can do that through listening. Any, any other closing thoughts? And then I'm going to have you just pray for everybody who's listening. Listening. Let's hope. Yes. <clears throat> Hearing or yeah, no listening. No additional thoughts, although I'd love to bring them into that relationship. So let's pray. Yeah. So, Father, I do 
<clears throat> I do believe we can listen to each other and learn how to love, but we can also listen to you and learn how to love. So <clears throat> if there's anything you want to bring to our mind that might be a way that we love you or love someone else, would you do that just graciously right now? Not because we deserve to hear you speak directly, but Lord, would you just bring something to mind, someone to mind? And then I pray that by the power of your spirit, following the way of Jesus, <clears throat> that we would do it. That we would just do it. Help us be listeners. We need your help. But right now, let us know who to love. And would you give us your love to give away? So I thank you for loving us first. We worship you, we praise you, we thank you for church. Help us love your church. Thank you for showing us how. Amen. Amen. Megan, thanks for joining us. It's good to be here. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.